did you guys hear the new story that's coming out with Casey Anthony? Now she's saying that um, her father has been involved or was involved in the disappearance of her daughter Kaylee now. And I guess she's getting a new series. I'm not sure where it's going to be in, but supposedly it's like where the truth lies. Oh, my God. Mm. Now, Joe, there has to be some laws out there that prevent people from making money off stuff like that. Is there a no? Well, she was not found guilty, so therefore she is allowed to do that. Here's the messed up part. That whole, you know, in that trial, Jose Baez, her attorney, brought up the idea that the father was sexually abusing her and then also Kaylee, the little girl that went missing. He brought it up in his opening argument. And then he never, ever went back to it again. And that is a highly unethical thing. And a mistrial should have been called on that. Just him bringing up that allegation and then never presenting evidence to it. That should have never been allowed. And I think that went a long way towards her walking. But didn't you think that the father kind of acted weird? Because he's a retired police officer himself, right? Tried to kill himself. Yeah. (laughs) So he knows, he does know something, but I think he knows that she did it. The problem is, is she's a sociopath and she's incapable of telling the truth. So I, I'll watch the docu-series, of course, but you can't believe anything she says. Joe, remember the lies where she would, like, bring the police to, like, wherever she worked, Disney or something? Universal! <laughs> she yeah. brought them down the hallway to a door and then was like, yeah, I don't really work here. What? <laughs> Dude, if, if that door would have been open, she would have just walked in and, like, held a meeting in her office. Joe, that was almost as bad as your friend that said he lived in Greenwich and said Rosita. (laughs) (laughs) Did you guys go all the way there? All the way to Greenwich. All literally dropped him off at his his house. He went up to the door. Yeah, the the housekeeper wouldn't let him in. And his thing was like, oh, she's always breaking my balls like that. And we're like, okay. That's funny. Then go well, inside. Yeah. <laughs> and he isn't, it, isn't it messed up that we're in a world where Jose Baez like did such a good job that people are like, oh, that's the guy I want to defend me. When meanwhile, he got off a murderer. It shouldn't be like that. <sighs> isn't that like the ultimate catch 22 about the judicial system? I mean, you're presumed yeah. innocent until proven guilty. And if they don't prove you're guilty because you get a good lawyer. And I mean, again, This is the whole thing about the idea of racism and sexism in this country. The issue between us is poor and rich. That's really what it boils down to. And if you have a good lawyer, there's no consequences for your actions. If you're poor, you do something wrong, you're going to jail. So speaking of uh, rich people, Jedi, you see how much the Taylor Swift tickets are going for? Did you guys see No, I, I am not. Tell me. Some of like the what what do they call it, Joe? Second the the second what hand market or whatever. Some yeah. of the tickets are like fifty grand, ninety grand. Talk what? about rich and poor. Who can yeah. that? For a ninety nine for a ninety-nine dollar ticket. I think that's what the face value is. It's just completely insane. I don't like going to concerts. I just feel that, you know, the artists sometimes they take their sweet time getting ready, getting the band together, plugging in their things. I mean, I just I think, and then they start late. That's so rude. Yeah. Yeah, I have no interest getting older to go to a... I haven't been to a concert in, geez, I don't even know, 15 years. What Really? I, I haven't been to a concert in a long time. There's really no one... I went to, um, what was it, 96? I went to uh, 
What was that thing called in New York? What is that called again? They had it like in the sixties. Oh, Woodstock. Yeah, I went to because I I love Green Day. I love nineties music, stuff like that. Yeah, I'm trying to think those of bands still perform. You know. Yeah, I'd rather I'd rather go to bed or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got, I heard you spoke to one of our fans yesterday, Derek. He, he oh, dude, yeah, too. Derek hit me up. He was like, maybe it's time to lay down the podcast, Mike. And run yeah. for president in 2024. And I was like, oh, dude. Uh, yeah, we had a really nice back and forth. And you know what? I appreciate I appreciate uh, Derek reaching out. We're buddies on Facebook now. We've, we've been I'm literally chatting since yesterday. And um, you know what? He appreciates what we do. And he it's easy to criticize, I think. But it, it's it's also nicer to uh, just enjoy and, and understand that we're entertaining people here. Don't take things personally. It's that's not what this is about. This is just people sharing opinions and just trying to have some fun and uh, you know making each other laugh. Yeah, it's while always... also questioning everything. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's always awesome. nice on a Friday morning with uh, someone messages me, "Hey, great show today." I'm like, "Oh, I didn't even know it dropped yet." It's good knowing that some people listen. Hey, there's yeah. a lot of people listening, and we definitely appreciate everybody—the good and the bad. You know, we're open to criticism, of course, but. It's nice to hear the nice things because, you know, really, this day and age, who goes out of their way to say something nice? Exactly. Right, right. Derek does. That's who. Yeah. yeah thank you. Uh, all right. So, Jedi, I think we should get on to the topic, which I can't even believe it took this many episodes. This is one of my favorite uh, subjects ever. <laughs> so this is something I don't know a lot about. Right. And so this will be interesting. I'm I kind of think I know what it is, but I don't know. Yeah. You, you finally, I don't know how many episodes we've done, like 500 now. I <laughs> I am I am a little clueless on this one, so <laughs> Greetings, Marks. Welcome to Crimes, Conspiracies, and Beyond. I'm kind of feeling under the weather, so I might sound different today. But before we start, I would like to make a correction. Last week, we did a show on Ken Blism and Jeffrey Dahmer. He wasn't killed in the library where I said he was killed in the gym. So I just wanted to make that correction <laughs> before we start. When a butterfly flutters its wings... Is that enough change to change the world? What are your thoughts, Todd? Yes. Yeah, so the metaphoric example is if a butterfly flaps his wings a little bit and say Brazil, could it like somehow cause a tornado in say Oklahoma? That's what the butterfly effect is. And I believe in a butterfly effect big time. This is one of my favorite subjects. And I believe in it so much that I think something as small as Joe, say when you were 10 years old and say you went to play soccer or something. And at the last mm -hmm. second, you're like, you know what? I want to play golf. I think right now you would have four different kids. You may not have met your wife. I think a little change as far as something like that, it's like a tree branch. Right. You know what? You, 
you're going to go home at a different time. Something different is going to happen. I mean, every day the butterfly effect takes place. And I think it's kind of like going through two different doors. Your life is going to change. That's interesting because, yeah. and this is like, that's what I know of the butterfly effect because my wife and I met, we went to grade school together and then didn't see or know each other for like 20 years. And we both, a, a former classmate of ours passed away. And my wife went to school with the brother and I went to school with the sister. I didn't, we didn't, neither one of us was close to the girl that died, but out of respect for the family, we both ended up at the same funeral and we met there. And then we actually both ended up at the same event about four hours later, a book signing that happened to be on the same day. I know. Right. Uh, again, again, I, um, at one point Todd went home and was going to blow off the book thing. Right. And my mom called me, she was there and my football coach was there. And he was telling the story about how I stopped to Bucky Jones, who eventually played for the New England Patriots three times at the goal line. It's a legendary story in Meriden, Connecticut, at Platt High School. <laughs> and I had just gotten divorced. I was like, you know what? My football coach is telling stories about me. I put some moose in my hair. I threw my suit back on and I went to the book reading and I met my wife. Wow. Yeah. So and that, she lived that in Boston at the time. So right. there would have been no other chance for us to have met. And yes, everything would have been obviously tremendously different. I wouldn't have my younger two kids. That's for sure. I also, at right. that point in my life, didn't plan on having any more kids. Yeah. I'm in a, I'm in a similar situation. I went on a blind date with a girl. We were having drinks and she, well, she went to get a drink and she got ID'd. She had to go home and get her license. When she went home, I'm sitting there at the bar. I go on my dating app while I'm on a date, just checking it out. <laughs> Dirty dog. I love yeah, it. I, know. I, know, right? I messaged my future wife and then we ended up meeting and she was only on the app for one day and I scooped her up and she said to me, she's like, yeah, that, that app wasn't for me. Now, if that guy didn't wow. card, didn't card the girl. I wouldn't have my kids. I wouldn't. I, I don't know where I would be right now. You know what I mean? I could. Wow. I would have a different yeah. job. You'd probably have I, crabs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I said, I, now I'm a business owner. I wouldn't own my own business. I would have never worked for UPS because my wife suggests. I, I just everything would be different, and that's that's the butterfly effect. Yeah. Oh my god! Isn't I love strange? this. Strange. It, it's so weird. So, Joe, if that girl didn't die, like that somehow changed. Yes. Well, again, 100%. a girl had to die, and that girl's classmate that died wrote a book and had a book signing planned from before the girl died. And those things ended up being simultaneously in my hometown on the exact same day. Right. So a lot of circumstances at, yeah. went into it, all of that happening. It, it, it's just, it's weird. Now, you can look at it two ways. Is this a li is life a series of planned events, or is it a result of multiple paths governed by choices that you make, which I think it's the latter? Me obviously too. i think Me too yeah i feel life is definitely like um the choose your own adventure books you yeah, know where right. you get to you know the the book changes based on the, the the choices you make and yeah i've always felt that way i always here's my like here's been my philosophy in life right because i've been poor i'm doing all right now you know mm -hmm. uh i i've been happy i've been depressed I've been I've been married and divorced and a single dad and now married again. And 
my my whole thing is is that I think everybody you meet you meet for a reason, mm-hmm. and it has a, an impact on your life in some way or another. Where yeah, like it changes the course of your life. And so I don't hate anybody that I've dealt with in my life that I don't longer talk to. I just try to figure out like, I wonder what it was about that person that was in my life for a short time. Like what, where did that put me and how did it get me there? And I, I find I I'm fascinated by that. Right. Well, even things that you did uh, say you really screwed up bad or something. You wouldn't be where you are right now. If that, like, for instance, when I left my job at the phone company, I didn't have anything else lined up, but I hated it so much. And I remember like three years later, my mother saying, you shouldn't have left that job. And I said, well, I wouldn't have my kids. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, if I stayed at that job, you know what I mean? Everything oh, has yeah. a reason. You wouldn't be where you are right now. Like all the things you messed up on, you know what I mean? It, It's okay now if you're in a good spot. Yeah. Well, until you get to the good spot, it sucks. And then you get to the other side and you're like, oh, my God, if that disaster hadn't happened, I'd still be doing that thing I hated. <laughs> yeah. You don't know until until you do it. And then you can kind of look back and yeah. you see where the where the everything changed and how it impacted. But usually right. there's there's a dip before you get to the good stuff. Yeah. Like when you when you killed that guy, it sucked, and the jail term sucked. Yes. But now you have what? Broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> how it works out? It's crazy. Yeah, D- life changing. What was one of the? I didn't really kill somebody, but that's I had a thing, and it was at the time it was like the worst thing that ever happened. We wouldn't be here today. Yeah. Right. 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 Now this is like another example. My friend and I used to go watch the football games every Sunday when we were in our twenties. And I remember Pete Stoyanovich missed an extra point, like in the first quarter of the game. You remember that guy for the chiefs, the kicker. Mm -hmm. So we had the chiefs like minus six and a half and they ended up winning by six. So at the end of the game, he's like, I hate Stoyanovich. And I'm like, what's the big deal? He goes, he missed an extra point that cost us. I'm like, no, no, no. The rest of the game would have been completely different. It has nothing to do with something that happened in the first quarter. You know what I mean, right, Joe? Yes. I. Well, so it's so funny. Uh, you remember Steve Bartman? Yeah. In Chicago with the Cubs, uh, Jedi 2003, this fan reaches out. It's the sixth inning of game six. And the Marlins came back and beat the Cubs. And then the Marlins won the next night and everybody in Chicago blamed the dude. And it's like, well, I don't know. I said a whole bunch of chances before that. And after that, I don't think you could blame the fan. (laughs) There's also no telling if the fan didn't go away that the guy would have caught the ball. He still could have dropped it. So stupid. I hate that. Right. That holding call in the first penalty, like cost him the game. No. No, their incompetence right. from the second through the fourth quarter was what did it. Right. Now, Jedi, do you know about the Steve Bartman thing? Because that's one of the saddest things. I mean, no, talk about I a don't. guy having to, like, just live his live his life in hiding. Oh, my gosh. I mean, everybody loves a winner, right? All the, the, the things that happen when you win a game. Yeah. People are well, insane. Yeah. It's Billy funny Goat. because for the New York Yankees, there's 12-year-old Jeffrey Mayer from 1996, who's got to be what in his forties now he reached out in again. And it wasn't, I don't think it was a, the the deciding game of the series against the Orioles, but Derek Jeter had home run. This kid reached out what clearly was not going to be a home run and probably would have been a caught caught by the right fielder. They didn't have instant replay then. 
right in baseball and the umpire swore by god the ball was going over the fence and he called it and we watch the replay to this day and the, the kid himself would be like yeah no i reached over and caught it no and he didn't catch it he didn't even catch it no uh right right uh, <laughs> the ball ended up as a home run but uh so right again uh the yankees ended up winning the world series that year two years later three years later and four years later right. and had that not happened right maybe the yankees don't end up winning any of those world yeah, series it's, it's yeah. weird and uh and you know what's messed up is the kid was like a hero the next day he was like front row seats it's kind of funny yeah. dude again bartman had to like move out of chicago yeah <laughs> and hide uh, his identity and jeffrey mayer became like a star in the bronx yeah right now um, the refer, I mean, the umpires might have been influenced by all the Yankee fans. That's good. Yeah, that's gonna be so. tough to make a call, you know what I mean? <laughs> but he was, I think, the I think the right fielder was Tarasco, I think his last name. He was camped right under the ball, just waiting yeah. for it. Yeah, he definitely punk. was. And I'm, I, you know, I, I would say with near certainty that he probably, probably does make the catch. Oh, yeah, yeah, so that sucked, sucked for them. <laughs> so, um it's kind of funny. I was thinking about how my friend was complaining about Pete Stoyanovich. My friend Joe was the biggest loser at sports betting ever. Remember the year that the Rams were the, what was it? The greatest show on turf. Yes. Yeah. So the overrunners yeah. for those games were like insane. It was like 60 points. You don't see that ever. And no. I remember one week he's like, I'm going under It's 61 this week. We pull into the bar at one Oh five, right? We get to the TVs on the bottom ticker. 7-7-14-42 to go in the first. First time in NFL history, the two opening kickoffs are returned. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Oh, remember that, that sucks. Remember that team it's... with what Isaac Bruce and Torrey Holt, Kurt yeah. Warner? Yeah, Michael Marshall Brock. Falk. Yeah, that was a really good freaking team. That, that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's a, what I bet. I feel like that. that's the kind of stuff that has, like, first yeah. time in the history of sports that's ever happened. Like, son of a bitch. Right, right. You bet an over on a baseball game and both hit pitchers have no hitters going. <laughs> Dude, uh, how about um real quick, and I know Jedi's not a sports person necessarily, and uh Derek mentioned he's down for everything we talk about about sports, but um Andres Galarraga, do you remember the dude that had the perfect game? Yeah. The Detroit Tigers pitcher, Jedi. Uh, yeah, the, the, the last play was a ground ball. The first, they throw the ball to the pitcher. He steps clearly the dudes out and the umpire called them safe and it, and it would have been a perfect game, which is a very rare thing. And, uh, yeah, uh, Jim Joyce blew oh, it. Jim Joyce, Jim Joyce. Yeah, yeah. Jim Joyce was who blew it. Uh, and they talked about it afterwards and they were pals, him and the pitcher. But boy, that would have been a, a life changing moment for that pitcher. I mean, you know, I mean, that's such a rare feat in baseball history. Dude makes a mistake, and uh, Galarraga is out of the game a few years later. Yeah. So Jedi, there's only been uh, maybe what low twenties perfect games in the history of baseball. Yeah. And uh, I remember talks the next day. People were like they might like call it a perfect game. I'm like, you can't go back at this point. But he was uh, he was out by like two steps. Yeah, oh, it wasn't even close. It occurred to me that Jim Joyce, you would have thought, Todd, in that situation, even if it was close, you would have rang the dude up. I know. And I know. he was just like, safe! <laughs> like, he he wanted that. He did not want. I feel like he didn't think that guy deserved a perfect game. 
And Andres Galarraga might have been the worst guy in history to to almost throw one. Yeah, I think it was um Armando Galarraga. Andres Galarraga was the was the hitter. The guy from Montreal. Yeah, yeah the first the baseman, Andres Galarraga. Yeah, you're right. I'm totally butchering that <laughs> name up. But um, yeah, I remember the next day, Jim Joyce was crying and stuff. He felt so bad for the guy. Biggest but moment no, of his career, he blew it. Yeah, yeah. I want to get, get over that. I mean, you know, just thinking about it and going back. Oh man, I should have done this. Well, you ruined somebody's life too. Like their big moment in the sun. That would have been a huge accomplishment, and 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 maybe would have changed the trajectory of his career. Butterfly yeah. effect. Now he's hanging around with Delonte West. You, you see that guy? That's like the saddest yeah. story ever. Oh my god! Oh boy, it doesn't doesn't take much these days. Yeah, Jedi Delonte West was a basketball player. Played for what? He was in Saint. Played for Saint Joe's. Then he played for the Cavs. And would he have sex with LeBron's mother? Oh my god! <laughs> but uh, now, what? He just has a mental illness, right? He's homeless, no money, crazy. Yeah. Oh my god! I, I saw it on like on TikTok, maybe the video, right? He's just yeah. like on the streets. It's yeah. crazy. I know. Again, I mean, it, it like that kind of stuff can happen to anybody, right? Just you never know what that moment is where it all goes down the tubes quick. Yeah, and I think it's a situation that's beyond help. I think people have reached out, and you you, you can't help them. I don't think. Yeah. Sad. Uh, so Jedi, the one I texted you this earlier, the one butterfly effect. I think Joe will be really interested in because it has to do with a lot of politics. Joe, what what is the closest presidential race ever? Do you think, like in recent in recent times? In recent times, like oh last... Bush Gore. Yeah. All right. So listen to this. Elian Gonzalez boat crashes. He's coming mm-hmm. from Cuba to the United States illegally. So the boat crashes. They get saved. His mother dies. The relatives take him in in Miami. But you remember what happened? They people thought that he should have went back to his father in Cuba. But the people in Miami didn't like Castro, so he had to be removed with force. Now, yep. the president at the time was Clinton, and the vice president was Gore. So then when Gore went up against Bush, he wasn't liked, and he didn't get any of the Cuban-American votes because he had something to do with them taking Gonzalez back to Cuba. And it was Florida. Florida was the main thing, right? Yes, So of George Bush, there's a very oh, good chance Lord. George Bush would not have been the president if that boat didn't crash and his mother didn't die, which is insane. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. Imagine, imagine doing all that over again. Yeah. Right, well, and, right. and I would say too, listen, you know, part of the reason we got hit on nine 11 was because the transition from um, Clinton to Bush, they did not share the intelligence that an attack was imminent. And they viewed the United States as vulnerable because of a transition. Had Gore won, a lot of the same people would have stayed in the same jobs. And so they would have already been aware, and they were already aware by 1998 of Osama bin Laden. And so I wonder if 9-11 would have ever, if that would have been preventable. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, Yeah, dude, right? Again, change the course of our lives. Yeah. Every single American. Yeah. We just go along with our lives and don't like I don't go find that bartender that carded that girl and say, oh, thanks. My kids are here now because you we, <laughs> we just go along with life. But when you think about it, it kind of freaks you out a little bit. Like, well, wait a minute. 
Well, That's I got crazy. one for you guys. So I right. mean, Hugh Hefner. He started Playboy, you know, after getting denied a five dollar raise when he was working as a copywriter at Esquire. So if he wasn't denied that raise, you guys wouldn't have be men of culture. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Oh my God, <laughs> I love those articles. Yeah, yeah, I had never heard of that one, and I've done so much research on the butterfly effect. That's crazy. Wow. And probably the biggest one of all in 1929, Hitler was had uh, did a speech in front of a bunch of people, and he was going to be assassinated by one of the guards. Jedi, did you see this? Yeah, they put explosive under the podium and the guy that was going to detonate it went to the bathroom and he got locked in. And by the time he got out of the bathroom, the speech was over and Hitler was gone. And then, Joe, wow. I know you love this when they keep they keep the stats, right? 60 million dead. Mm -hmm. They like to keep that number. Remember we talked about this? Why is there yeah. a stat for it? <laughs> <laughs> Why do we need to know how many abortions? I Yeah, I don't get all that stuff. That's weird. That's a that that's a lot of counting for for no reason. Yeah, I mean Margaret Sanger too, talking about abortions. If she wasn't born into the family she was, like her mother didn't die, who knows if Planned Parenthood would exist? She felt that her mother died because she had too many children. Hmm. She was one of eleven kids. That's wow! Crazy. And then Joe, one of the biggest ones is what can you tell us about? Franz Ferdinand, do you know much about him? Oh God, Franz Ferdinand. Uh, he was the Archduke of um, Croatia, I think it is, and uh, was assassinated. And that's what touched off World War One, right? But what happened was, I know the circumstances and the way it all worked out, dude. They were like throwing bombs at him, yeah. and his car was cutting through the alley. Had he gotten away, uh, World War One would have never happened. Well, that's, that's what it insane. was. The driver didn't have a map and he had one of there was a fork in the road and he went down one way and the guy that was trying to kill him was like eating a sandwich at a cafe and he's like, well, oh my God, and he ran over. If the guy had a map, they, they yeah. would have changed everything if he was on a different road. Isn't that like, crazy? Stuff like, stuff like that. Just I mean, the butterfly effect is just a way of life. I mean, <laughs> you can't do anything about it. Well, what just, about karma, though? Like, where does karma fit in? Because I believe in that, too. <laughs> See, but like this is why I don't believe in God and why I don't believe in a divine plan, because right like we're on a giant uh, rock ball that's rotating while also spinning and orbiting nine other things all at the same time. Right. And that stuff all works like clockwork. Right. The laws of of. of nature and physics are, are are never disrupted under any circumstances that's why i also don't believe in magic now that said right everything's night comes right day morning that's uh, of everything that you do clearly influences and and we listen we're very self-centered as human beings right like e even even us who think that we're not like right, Todd. Or, or you think about your kids and and your wife and and Jedi, right? You think about your family yeah. and and you think nothing else you do affects anything outside of that world, and you have no idea the influence that you have. You know, I mean, look, you could be rude to somebody who's working in a department store, and that person might go home that night. Maybe you were the the straw that broke the camel's back and they kill themselves. 
And you would never know that you even did that, you know, uh, you know, let alone the things that you do know that you influence. And so it's, yeah, man, it's all cosmic that I believe in. Yeah. And now how come, like when we say this asteroids coming towards earth, aren't you positive that it will never hit us somehow? Like where it's like, Oh yeah. Last second it like, it got within whatever a million miles. And the only reason that we don't get pelted on a regular basis is because of the three giant gas planets. The they're so big and they're so in line with us that it's really hard for asteroids to get past those gas planets because you hit the gas planet, I mean it's done. And so and they, you know, their their gravitational pull and their it again, it's this is why also I, I have a hard time thinking aliens would find this place. Because again, we're not in a consistent place. We're always moving. And we're right. literally, if you ever saw the sun in comparison to the earth, and then you saw the gas planets like Saturn and Neptune and Jupiter compared to the earth, I'm telling you, I don't know what kind of super telescope you would have to have to be able to look into the Milky Way, get around all of that stuff, be able to overcome the sun's glare and find this tiny little habitable planet, you know, a uh, third rock from the sun. It would be impossible. And again, it's moving while also uh, expanding across time and space. Yeah. I mean, even when we send things up to Mars, we're not, we don't send it where Mars is now. We right. send it where Mars will be in whatever, six months. Yes. Which exactly. That, so again, it's really, it's really, I don't know if you saw it too, just this past week now, they've discovered uh, that, that they're probably a billion years ago that Mars had oceans on it. And that it's probable that there would have been some, you know, sustained uh, habitable life forms that lived on that planet. Yeah, and again, it's, it's just the timing of it that that civilization may have happened and then it's all gone and the planet burned out. And it's it is what it is. Dried out, you know, Rocky Mountain. We we just again, we don't think about in terms of the universe is 14 and a half billion years old. Right. Earth, six and a half billion years old. Mars is older than that. And in, in the billion years when Mars was here and we weren't, who the hell knows what was happening up there? We'll never know, you know, or, or even if maybe they left Mars. It would make more sense if they left Mars and ended up on Earth than to come from outside the Milky Way here. That mm -hmm. would make a lot more sense. We just moved. <laughs> yeah, yeah there was like an Elon Musk type on Mars, and he was like, we're going to have to go to that other planet. Follow me. <laughs> and people did. <laughs> but going back to the butterfly effect, like how many times do you go to run an errand and you come back and there's an accident, like the way you came? It's like, well, wait a minute. Let me just oh, think. Yeah. If, if I stopped and had like a drink at the house, that could have been By me. five minutes, right? Yeah. That happens to me a lot. <laughs> I think that. I broke my phone one time. I was walking up the stairs. And my wife handed me a charger and I was like, just give it to me upstairs. And she insisted on handing it to me on the staircase. And as we got to the top of the staircase, I plugged it into the bottom of my phone and I let the cord dangle. And as I turned around the banister to go down the hall to our bedroom, the cord caught around the end. And as I took another step, it yanked the phone out of my hand. 
and I watched my phone hit 14 steps and then it landed on the linoleum floor face down. And I said to my wife, what did you just do? And she was like, what did I do? I'm like, if you didn't give me the charger, that never would have happened. And she was like, <laughs> nope, that was all your fault. And I was like, no, it was your fault. I didn't want the charger. If you didn't give me the charger, that never would have happened. Who's what right there, Jedi? <laughs> 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 ah, all right, fair. It's just the universe. <laughs> Telling you some kind of message. All right. So Todd's not with me on that one. Fair. All right. I, I do I do think about the butterfly effect constantly. The other day, my daughter, my little one was sleeping downstairs. My big one and I were making slime. And she said, Daddy, can I go get another spoon? She went up to get a spoon. She opened the door. The dog came running down, chasing the cat. My little one woke up. She was screaming. Then my older one got upset and she was crying. And I'm like, okay, she needed a spoon. And this just set off the biggest chain reaction of the dog downstairs trying to eat the cat. The one we were trying to get to sleep finally fell asleep. Now she was up and just like everyone was screaming. And I'm like, the littlest thing can, you know what I mean? That's the butterfly effect. Basically, an insignificant choice having huge ramifications later. Yeah, but the, the, the trippy part about it, it is, it's just, it comes from chaos theory. You yeah, know, know. It, it's a it's a whole mathematical scientific theory. The butterfly effect. I know there's like a few underlying things under the chaos theory and the butterfly effect is one of them. Do you have any other examples of things in life, Jedi? I mean, there's so many of them. Well, yeah, for my life, if if I know if my parents didn't have sex this one <laughs> night, I would still continue to go to private school. But they had too many kids and had to pull me out. So, <laughs> so I could have had a better education, probably yeah. get a better, you know, go into better colleges, get a higher salary. But, you know, such as my life is right now, I wouldn't have met you guys. Yeah, I was right. just stro you right. know, scrolling one day late at night, suffering from insomnia, went on Reddit, and then bam, now how many episodes later? Jedi, that was like the most random thing in the world that you were just like on Reddit. And I had just talked to this guy. And he's like, I'm going to uh, go on Reddit and find a partner. And I was like, oh, oh, good luck there. You'll <laughs> definitely find some lunatic, I'll bet. Yeah. And you just happen to be that lunatic. And as it turns out, you're not even that crazy, you know? And it turns out we're exactly <laughs> the same in the, our, you know. Oh, yeah. I know that right? is the most insane coincidence of all time. That is no. so crazy. Not only did I have to be in Reddit, I had to join this podcasting Facebook group where some guy, Joe, I don't know his name was Chuck. Was it Chuck? No, his name is Frank Cuesta. Oh, he Frank. has a show called Speaking It Real. And I had only met Frank about three months earlier. He was a friend of my buddy, O.V. They served in the Army together. Frank lives in Florida. O.V. lives in Connecticut. He was my student at the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. So I didn't, I only, I talked to Frank on the phone two times. And it was because he called me one night drunk. <laughs> yeah. Um, we talked on video a bunch of times. I helped him get his show started. And Todd was like, hey, I'm, he joined a group. He was like, I need some help. I want to start a podcast. And this random dude, Frank, who's a buddy of mine now, of course, <laughs> hit Todd up. He was like, you got to talk to Joe McGuire. 
And Todd was like, all right. And it was Easter. I was at Easter dinner <laughs> when Todd called me. Do you remember that? Oh, you yeah. called me at Easter. I was with my wife's family. And I'm like, hey, dude, yeah, I love the idea. I'm like, I'm at Easter dinner. Can I, can I call you back in a couple <laughs> hours? He, he was like, yeah, call me back later on. Uh, and then told me he was going to go on Reddit and find a partner. And I was like, oh, boy, <laughs> this should be interesting. And yeah. boy, right? How crazy that all worked out. But that guy, Frank, did did lie to me about something. He said, you guys will do the show, and Joe, he'll just sit in the background and not talk. That would take a video. <laughs> I was like, what is this producer thing? He just sits there. He's like, yeah, I'll just sit there and make notes. And <laughs> so it was fate, right? <laughs> it must have been. Yeah. How oh about God. this? Joe, do you know who Alexander Fleming is? Oh, God, I know that name. Alexander Fleming is, uh, I know the name. You're going to have to help me so, here. As soon as you tell me, I'll tell you what he does. He, I don't know if he's a scientist or something, but he left yeah, his lab. Yeah, he's a scientist. He left his lab for a month, and he came back, and he had his old Petri dish, and yes. mold was growing in it. And if yep. we just tossed it, we might not know what penicillin is today. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. dude, like uh, uh, Madame Curie, too, you know, they... Uh, Everything, just about everything that got discovered was like somebody didn't clean up. Yeah, <laughs> well, right. So, uh, modern humans, uh, initially, right when they started planting crops, they didn't know that you could replant. And so they would take all the leftovers over and they would like dump it in, in scrap heaps. And they noticed that you could cross pollinate things. I mean, we're talking like 10,000 years ago. Somebody noticed like in the garbage that, that things were growing on things and they figured out how to take seeds. And if, if that person, that primitive human didn't observe that and like experiment with the idea, we all would not be here today. Yeah, that, that is insane. <laughs> so everyone is here for a reason. We just have to figure it out. Yeah. Well, to me, Jedi, that's all the all the reason I think anybody needs to not be a dick. You're right. you're here by the most insane chance, oh, yeah. right? This planet, you know, again, like scientists have found like almost a trillion planets across the the entire galaxy, and they hypothesize, you know, like twenty percent of them should theoretically be habitable, but we haven't seen anything to prove that. So for all intents and purposes, this planet that we're on is the only one that has intelligent life that we're currently aware of. And I don't think when if you really sit back and think about that for a minute. Like, I think you just have to really appreciate all the odds it took and all the butterfly effects that led to you being born, as Jedi pointed out. Right. And all throughout your life to get you to the moment that you're in right now. Like, that's some crazy shit. And I think it's every reason you need to just love life and respect humanity as a whole. Right. So basically, yeah. if you defy the Powerball odds in your hair, don't be one of those guys yelling at Elon Musk over the $8. <laughs> People drive me crazy, Joe. There was, um, did you see the, uh, the Charlottesville killings? Mm -hmm. I saw some guy in there and he's like, um, Three people died in Charlottesville. I'm here trying to verify um, who's a real blue check mark. Elon Musk, can you explain this? And I'm like, you are just, you just love to complain. You know what I mean? Those people just, mm -hmm. 
More it's funny the amount of people Twitter. I now see verified on Twitter. It's uh, there's a lot more than there used to be. A lot of people that I know that weren't verified before are verified now. Oh, what do you mean? People in like oh, radio, a lot of local media people. Yeah, a lot of people uh, on my Twitter feed I see now have the verification that didn't have it before. Mm-hmm. I don't follow like important people or celebrities. I'm no, not I into know. that. I just follow regular people who tweet. About Elon Musk, about 450 <laughs> times. I wish people would just stop. I know. You know what I mean? I I, I'm like, I don't care anything about that guy. And I can't. That's my butterfly effect. I can't not see something Elon Musk did every day. Like, it gets forced on me. Yeah, I know. And it's probably influencing my life in a positive way. <laughs> I, don't <laughs> I, don't follow people on, on, I don't follow anyone on Twitter. I just search for things. You know what I mean? I I do find Twitter is better than Facebook. If you just want to like search something, you can find a million things. But as far as following, it's not as good as Facebook. I don't think. Yeah. You know, if I'm trying to follow sports or a pay-per-view, I don't want to pay for, um, or I can't get for free or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you go on Twitter, you want to follow the election results in real time, Twitter. You know, if you're looking for news to break instantly, Twitter's definitely where you go to get the information. Facebook's yeah. oh, definitely like. Maybe I should like, join then. <laughs> Jedi, you know, you could be super anonymous on Twitter too. That's the other cool thing, you know. But yeah, it's it's like real time updates. That's the benefit to Twitter. Yeah, you totally. get limited characters because the people that on that are on Twitter also have limited character. Yeah, so if you, if you're, yeah, sports, yeah. 100% you, burn 100% sports, Joe, 100% huh? sport, sports, Twitter. Oh, 100%. god, yeah, it's, yeah, it's funny. Sometimes, like, I'm trying to watch a fight or I'm watching a pay per view fight, and like, there's obviously college football happening on Saturdays, and I'll bring up Twitter and just like flip through and kind of catch all the latest on everything I need to see. It's great, it's like you, you, you don't miss a thing with Twitter, yeah, you can find hey, you anything. Right. You know what I like to do if I'm following a game and I can't watch it or something? I like to say I want the Raiders to win, which they knocked me out of the pool last week. Uh, Josh McDaniel <laughs> is going to need a new job, I think. But I'll yeah. like follow the Raiders on Twitter and then I'll turn on notifications. So every few minutes, it'll be like, you know what I mean? I'll click on it and be like, oh, Derek Carr threw, an, threw a touchdown or something. Um, that's what I like to use Twitter for sports. Just put on notifications. Anytime yeah. something happens, you get a notification. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. But um, I do have another butterfly effect. Now, do you think Ron Goldman and Nicole Brown Simpson were together, or do you think that was a chance thing? I think they were probably fit friends. They knew each other well, but I'm not sure if they were dating. I actually know somebody who is very familiar with the situation. And, yes, he wasn't just bringing her sunglasses home random. A waiter wouldn't show up at your house to drop off your sunglasses there was there was a a relationship that had literally just started uh, in the prior like two weeks or so. Yeah, I kind of think so too. But that's another butterfly effect. If her mother didn't drop her glasses, he wouldn't have made an arrangement. But I kind of agree with you. I think there was something going on too. Yeah. Again, though, right? That whole thing. I mean, there's a million different circumstances that led to that. That if anything would have been different, holy smokes, dude. Yeah. Imagine or, if we could still like OJ Simpson. That would have been great. So he was such a good guy before that. And it was, uh, that's another one there. The Bills dropped a touchdown pass the last game of the season, which let them get OJ Simpson as the first pick. And oh everything would have been different. She would have been alive. <laughs> Joe, no Kardashians. Oh 
Oh, my God. Can you imagine right? if Kim didn't meet Ray J? Yeah, I know. I know. Wow, none of that would have happened. God. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> do you have anything else on the butterfly effect, Jedi? Yeah, I do. In 1907, stockbroker Thomas Lawson wrote a book called Friday the 13th using superstition of this date to cause panic for you know investors and now the stock market loses about 900 million on friday the 13th because people are uh, scared about this date <laughs> they, wow. instead of going to work out shopping they stay home and that, you know that is scary i mean i yeah? think we had like some crazy number like 20 million people in the united states are afraid of the number 13 which is like Joe, you said you don't believe in magic. It's kind of like the same type thing. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I don't believe in 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 like random chance, or or like Einstein said one time. There's no such thing as coincidence. If mm. something seems like it is, it is. Mm. Right? Like all the. T I mean, the fact that you guys share a birthday is an insane coincidence, but it's also. Uh, kind of something that ties you guys together. Like, if your birthdays were one day apart, that would still be pretty insane, wouldn't it? Not right. to the same degree, but so yeah. I don't know. Yeah, dude, it's all so crazy. This is all so random. That's what I love about it. Yeah. Hey, you know what's funny? I have a buddy that has twins, and their birthdays are two days apart. She had one of the twins, and then she like went. 40 hours more. Oh, without my having, gosh. Yes. Their birthdays are like January 2nd and 4th, and they're twins. It's so weird. That's insane. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, there's so many. Definitely look up the butterfly effect if you're interested in this. It's just, like I said, it's it happens. It's every day. It's our life, but it's something you don't really think about. But then when you think about it, it kind of like, it's kind of like space, Joe. You know how it's hard to like wrap your mind around space? You see mm -hmm. a star that's like right there and it's like 2 million light years away. It's like, well, what do you mean? It looks like I could just go get there. Uh, dude, the idea that that stuff is like impossibly far away. I, I remember one night uh, last season I was playing wiffle ball uh, and like in our fall league and uh, I was watching the moon. And I had just watched the video about like the ancient Egyptians and how they they were able to figure everything out by observing. Right. You we said this earlier about things not being in the same place later in the night. But tomorrow night, it'll be in the same spot uh, as it was tonight. And so uh, I was just sitting there looking at that. And I just thought to myself, like, oh, my God, dude, like I'm literally watching the Earth's making a shadow as it rotates past the moon. Like that is nuts. On such a gigantic grand scale that we can't possibly wrap our minds around. You know, again, the sun is gigantic. It's like a hundred times the size of the earth. It is a giant fireball. And, right, it looks like a little orange dot in the sky. I know, I know. If you look it up, I'm pretty sure it'll say you can fit a million earths in the sun, which is like, how is that possible? Right. That thing is it's so in it's 93 million miles away from us. Yeah. And it it's that hot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, just think about like two months ago, Todd, how hot it was here. 
as we got uh, the closest we normally can get uh, in right 95 degrees. That thing is 93 million miles away. And it's you could feel the warmth from that far out. Right. That thing is monstrous. And we have no idea. And even in school, the models that they use in school, it's a joke. It's a joke. Yeah. Right. They couldn't possibly they couldn't possibly show you the scale size of the sun compared to the earth. Right. The planets. And well, flat earthers think they can. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But this is why I think like we might have come here because the sun is a perfect amount of distance away where you're not going to die. But then you're also not going to freeze to death in the winter. It's Mm -hmm. it can't be just by chance. Well, again, you go you go into Mercury, right, uh, or or Venus, rather, the closest planet. I mean, and it's uninhabitable. Degrees. It's like right, 900, yeah. Um, Mars now is a completely dried out planet. Yeah, it's a hundred below zero there. It's a good possibility that we're just jumping planet to planet and then having to start over again. And Elon Musk is going to be our leader since he's. Has a head start right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's trying to get to the next one. He knows what's up. <laughs> so Elon Musk and Nick Cannon, they're like, they both have like, I think I think Nick Cannon has like 12 now or something. Yeah. What is up with that? I mean, now the trend is to have, for guys to have as much babies as they can. Before it was like, I don't want any kids. Now it's like populate the earth. Yeah, I don't get that. I mean, I like having sex. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not. I'm not out there trying to like have more babies. Nick Cannon's like, I think one died and have another one. Like no big deal. Yeah. If you take care of the ones you have, you don't really need more. Yeah. So Jedi, you have, you have one. Yeah. But Jedi, I mean, I uh, Joe, you have four. Yeah. Four more. I don't, and then I don't need any more after that. I can tell you that. That's crazy to think. All right. So, that girl died. You wouldn't have met your wife. Now, how did the girl die? Aneurysm. Oh, oh my goodness. Yep. Totally random. Wasn't yeah. sick. The, her husband walked into the bathroom and she was dead on the floor. Oh, my God. Oh, my, wow. And so what? You get a phone call. I mean, if wait, wait, let, let's go further back. If Tabucky Jones didn't exist, would you think you'd have your kids right now? No. That is no. so weird. Yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you, crazy. The the and it's funny, just the other night, so one of my buddies from high school is friends with Tabucky Jones. And we literally were were joking about that game like four or five nights ago on Facebook. Like I was interacting with Tabucky Jones about it. Cause he says he doesn't remember that. And um I've told him I uh, we've got the tapes, bro. Happy this, to show it to you. This kind of get. I'm thinking like uh, Polk High School. Is this like the married with children? Yeah. <laughs> to Bucky said to me, he's like, we went on to win the state championship. I don't, I don't even remember that game. And I was like, well, that was my state championship. And I remember three plays in a row. You tried to score from the goal line. Three plays in a row. I put you on your ass. Fourth down, they ran off tackle, and he ran over our all state linebacker Henry Thomas, who oh, doesn't wow. remember that happening. And I was like, oh, Henry. Trust me, bro. I've been telling that story for 30 years. Your ass got run over for the touchdown after I stuffed them three straight plays. First to goal, second to goal, third and goal. They went, they swept right on fourth down and Tabucky barreled over him into the end zone. They beat us 14 to seven. 
Oh, wow. They were third in the state. We were seventh. We were both 7-0 and undefeated at the time. What was it like playing with was – he, was he just like head and shoulders above everyone? Was he just like an incredible athlete? So uh, he took uh, – we, we got the ball first and punted, and he broke one. <laughs> he broke one off, dude. And like, yeah, it was like watching, watching uh, a, a bunch of baby lions chase an antelope, dude. It was like compl- you had no chance. He was bigger, stronger, faster. But for the rest of the game, dude, we bottled them up. He broke one late. He got pushed out of bounds at the one yard line. We had scored, so it was seven to seven. Um, few minutes left in the game. First down, second down, third down. They ran right up the middle. And I, I you know, again, not to brag, but all three plays. Um, I dropped a bucky uh before we got into the end zone. And then fourth down, thought they might have kicked the field goal there, but they went for it, ran off tackle, scored. We got the ball back. I think he actually picked off a pass as we came down the field and then they ran out the clock and the game was over. Oh, <laughs> not I, crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. <laughs> I, um, I thought of you the other day, Joe, because I know how much you love nature and videos of animals fighting this photographer, I think in Florida or something, um, had the perfect image. I get to send it to you. It's a blue heron flying away with a baby, baby gator in its mouth and the gator chasing after it. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, it was like the most amazing photo. Oh, I love that kind of stuff, dude. That is so cool. Um, Yeah, so I got another one. Oh, you you guys familiar with the the office? Yeah. Who's your favorite character? Mm. Mine is Dwight. (laughs) Yeah, I love Jim. He's my guy. I I was going to say, I kind of like Jim. Jim Halper. Well, did you see that the guy, Rain Wilson? who plays Dwight, he's going to change his name on so- social media to Rainfall Heat Wave Extreme Winter Wilson to bring awareness to climate change. So that butterfly effect, climate change, <laughs> <you know? laughs> what's going to happen because Rain changed his name? <laughs> that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> And I listen, I, I think we do need to bring attention to climate change, but we could do that by just talking about it. <laughs> An idiot. Let me make this all about myself. I'll change my name to the topic. Like, oh, please, dude, spare us. Oh, man. That's a whole other episode, right? Yeah. yeah. I just cas- I casually watched The Office, but I was never huge into it. That show is so huge on Netflix. It's like the all-time biggest show, I think, on Netflix. I only like the episodes with Dwight in it. <laughs> I always thought Michael Scott was a little too much, a little over yeah. the top for me. Yeah. I love um, the show, but I, I just, I thought at times he was unbearable and I love Steve Carell. I really do. I know. It yeah. Sounds like I'm not. It's like, like it's almost like uh too slapsticky. Yeah. Mm. I like, I hate Will Ferrell. Mm. Not oh. a fan of Will Ferrell. Yeah. Nothing. He does. He I, doesn't make me laugh. Yeah. I like Will Ferrell, but he's always in character. Yes. Yeah, and he's no very what. sticky. And like, I'm like, I don't know. I think if this guy was just regular, I would like him more. You think he's trying too hard to make me laugh. I don't need all that. Yeah. All right, Jedi. I think that does it for me. Everything else. <laughs> <laughs> well, Marks, the end is here. For crimes, conspiracies, and beyond, check us out on Clover Curse Media, Spotify, Apple, and um, all the other 
um, streaming services. And you know what? Subscribe. It might change your life. You never know.